Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam Balderstone, and we are going to be talking today about a film called Outland. This is a 1981 science fiction movie starring Sean Connery and directed by Peter Hyams. Um, you know, this is a uh, we've been doing Babylon Five, and Babylon Five is unfortunately over. We finished it, so now we're we're sort of cleansing our palate with a just you know uh, an early '80s science fiction film. And uh, and and so, uh, Adam, why don't you give us the rundown of the basic plot and then we can sort of talk about what we thought of it. This was my first time seeing it. And, Adam, I think you've seen this one several times. So uh, I've seen it. Uh, I have not seen it since the early 80s when I was about like 10 or 11. Oh, OK. So All right. it, it, there, it, was, it was surprising. Some scenes were very vivid in my mind, but the plot I did not remember very well. OK. But, uh, yeah, no, this is uh a Sean Connery movie. He plays William T. O'Neill. He's a marshal assigned to a mining colony on Io. And it's a, a thoroughly corrupt colony, which he decides he's going to be the man who's going to clean things up. His family abandons him because they're tired of moving from one terrible colony to another. And uh, he has nothing left to lose. So he goes all out with it. And uh, Peter Boyle plays Shepard, who's the... Uh, the uh, general manager of the colony, who is uh, heavily involved in the nefarious goings on there. Uh, yeah. So, what did you think of this one? Oh, I, I liked it. I was, I was, I, I haven't seen it, and I, I, I didn't hear about it actually until you brought it up. I think before we started doing Babylon Five, we had actually it was talked, around the same time. It was, was it? we got on the topic just because it's, it's kind of a. I, I remember just being set on a space station, not set on a, on a moon, but. It was we kind of got on the th you know things that have a certain level of realism to them based on space station. I'm like, oh yeah, Outland was a great one that I vaguely remembered. And then we said, well, we'll, we'll review it next week. And then we got sucked into Babylon Five and, and never did it. <laughs> no, I mean I thought this was a great movie. It's sort of in the tradition of these films where people are locked in a tin can in space, like it's mm -hmm. you know it's, so you have a lot of you know and it doesn't necessarily have to be space. It, you even had sort of the traces of the thing in it you know what i mean it's like that yeah that sort of thing where, where where you have people that have jobs to do and they're trapped in some kind of environment and something is going on that's interesting and this wasn't anything dire so like it wasn't like leviathan level catastrophe it was it was a it was a, a law enforcement guy trying to root out corruption uh but the corruption he found was was pretty ex i mean people were dying as a result of um of the shenanigans that were going on and uh, behind the scenes. It's just that it would have been more controlled chaos than, you know, everybody yeah, being it, wiped out. It could have, it could have just gone on and on and on with miners dying regularly and it would have been miserable. And, but it's like, yeah, it, you know, if, if, if the main character had done nothing, things just would have kept going exactly as they were. It wasn't like things are going to blow up and, you know, it was, it's, it's, it's in a way very low. It's it's just all personal stakes. Yeah. There's nothing which which I like about this movie. I mean, it's it's very mundane. Yeah. It's very mundane. The threat in this one. Yeah, um, and there's no there's no amazing science fictional technology. People just use like shotguns and yeah. rifles, and uh, you know, there's it's it's all within the solar system. There's no faster than light travel. Even even just traveling within the solar system, it takes a year to get to Io, yeah. and people have to be frozen. And I, I'd say the people being frozen is the one, you know, crazy science fictional thing they put in this movie. That's it. But, I mean, but even it's the there because things are such a baseline level of not being super advanced. So like you have, you know, yeah. like, like it's it, you know it's, it's just a practical thing that has to happen so that people can, you know not be waiting on the ship for a year and presumably wasting all kinds of resources in the process. Um, yeah. It's like early in the movie, you think, well, maybe this thing that they're doing is going to be some weird science fictional gimmick. It's like, no, they're selling amphetamines. Yeah. That's, that's, what they're, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It. So he gets on the ship and immediately, you know, something's off. Like he gets that weird speech from Peter Boyle's character and, yeah. and the, um, and what's the other guy's name? Uh, Montone. Uh, mm -hmm. he, you know, he's sort of the sergeant who I guess is a, a technically uh, uh, O'Neill's subordinate when he when he arrives. Right. Like he's the guy that is yeah. is in charge of the other law enforcement people. And that guy kind of has these dodgy looks in his eyes as the you know, as the speech is going on. And and you just don't know who he's supposed to trust. And then 
and you think, oh, maybe there's like some really big grand science fiction thing going on here. And and it and, and like you said, then you then like you slowly realize, oh, it's just like a. I mean, it's a synthetic amphetamine. It's it's a little bit, you know, it's nothing that you wouldn't see in like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie set in the present. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. uh it's 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 you know the I think the only difference is they have some really high tech delivery system for injecting. Yeah, I um, need the, the fancy injector for drugs and, in a science fiction movie, definitely. And it's not it's like a bright. <laughs> it looks like a B twelve shot. It's like bright red. <laughs> yeah. It does. And, uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's everything is very grounded in this movie. I mean, it's it's a 1981 movie, so like, you know, from a period perspective, it's it's a 70s movie. You can think yeah. of this as being a 70s science fiction movie when you watch it, not an 80s science fiction movie. I do want to say, I think the effects aged very well. I would, yeah, because because you said a 1981 obscure Sean Connery movie that I hadn't heard of, and and granted, <laughs> I probably should have heard of this movie. I'm surprised I hadn't. But I usually when a movie is that off my radar, the the effects are not going to be staggering when I go see it. It might be a great film, but I'm not expecting to be blown away by the effects. And I was pretty impressed with most of the effects in it. There were a couple towards the end with the ship that maybe weren't as great as some of the other stuff. Yeah. But, but the way that they painted the planet, the way that they painted the, the space station, the way they did and the use of practical effects, I was more immersed in this setting than I've been in like any science fiction movie that's come out in the past, you know, 10 years. And, and I think it was because of the like stuff you feel like you can, it was, it was very good use of stuff that looked like the people in the film could touch. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a real place. Yeah, you, you kind of, by, by the, by, it pays off by the end of the movie when you have the big cat and mouse scene that you've, you've been living in this place for a while and you kind of have a feel for it to an extent. Now yeah. that, that's rewarded. It feels stable. It feels like if they go to this place in the movie, it's going to be the same every time. It's going to it's 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 rooted in some kind of real geography. And mm -hmm. and, I, and one of the things I find with CG effects is it's not those tend to I, I don't know. It depends on the movie, obviously. But a lot of times one of the problems I have is the geography doesn't feel stable. It feels like they can adjust it yeah. as needed to the moment. And uh and this felt like, well, we got this one set and the set's always going to look this way. And we have, you know, and all the, you know, all the sort of various effects we used are going to be, you know, it, it just felt uh, solid. But it was and it was good because I've seen a lot of movies from this period that do not age well, that where you can like you can see mega amounts of green screen sort of edges and, you know, various other things that sometimes the practical effects aren't good at. And yeah, and this was one that it was all pretty seamless, I thought. Um, and I think, I think part of it was just where they chose to use it. Uh, you know, it, the, I think that they were, they were making, uh, wise decisions with their budget. Um, it, yeah. is, I, I don't know how big the budget was on this movie, but I, I never, I never felt budget strain when I was watching it. Um, no, it, it's, it's very well put together and it, it feels to me in a lot of ways, you know, one of the, one of the biggest cliches you'd see like watching movie science fiction movies in the eighties and even into the nineties was movies that were ripping off alien. And it's like, this feels like it's a movie influenced by alien, but it's not, it's not taking the monster movie plot. There's no yeah. monster movie plot. It's just, it's just taking the aesthetic of, Hey, here's these blue collar people in space and living in space is really, really, you know, unpleasant and kind of cramped and terrible. And it's, it's just taking the element that nobody else took. And is actually, I think one of the most interesting things about alien and, and running with it. Yeah. But, no. Uh, uh, yeah. Cause that's, that's the part, cause the part of alien that it reminds me of are the times that the crew are sort of interacting with each other over the, over, you know, over their meals or dealing with like a technical issue, you know, is yeah. that kind of that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the, um, it's the, I don't know the, the part of science fiction that I really like, which is again, I, when I first saw it, it, it reminded me of something like 2001 or, uh, you know, uh, or, or alien or, uh, with a little bit of dark crystal for some reason, something about the Jerry Goldsmith music that oh, was, okay. was yeah. very reminiscent of the dark crystal. I don't know why. And I know that Jerry Goldsmith didn't do the dark crystal music. Um, but it just kind of reminded me of that. So, uh, but, but what I'm trying to say is I, I, I had a real, 
sense that I was in a place and I felt like I like it it was like going to another world and with the alien stuff you know the part that I like about alien and aliens is is the world that they transport you to and so yeah. it was just I don't know it just it just it once once it got me there I was I was very open to the rest of the plot and so yeah and uh another thing I like about this movie is that they they you know don't set O'Neill up as being this like superhero. It's like he's not the. It's like there's, they make a point. You know, at one point he's chasing. Uh, I think it was uh, Spoda. I think I, one of the two guys he was chasing as a lead. He's kind of chasing him through this the station, and they just they just have O'Neill totally trying to jump between these, you know, one balcony to another. He just totally stumbles and falls to the next level and has to kind of clamber up again and gets behind everything. And it was just, it was just a way of saying, this guy isn't an action hero. You know, he's just this, this dude who's a marshal. I mean, that really kind of hammered it home when it just created this, is he going to win? It created this, this big uncertainty. He wasn't, because I mean, you could have done this movie and had, had the main character be just on this guy who's going to take everyone on and I'm going to win. And there, it would be a lot less suspenseful than the fact that they did make him flawed in that respect. Yeah. I, yeah, I know he was a very great, I mean, in fact, I was impressed with uh, the human drama of the character where mm-hmm. they start him out and you're like, Oh, he's got a nice, happy family. You're almost even like a little bit jealous of the, uh, you know the the family that he has. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little too <laughs> idyllic. And then he comes home and his wife has left him, and he's it's sort of a you know, his I don't know. I he he wasn't he wasn't a character that strained d- disbelief in any way. He he no. he, he he felt like uh, he felt like a real guy, and he he definitely you know the, he he got into some real dramatic territory and some real action heavy territory by the end, but it was it was sort of a lot of what was going on seemed to be a natural product of the of the drama going on at home with him and so he was maybe just yeah. going a little bit further than he would have normally gone uh because of the stresses that he was dealing with with uh with the wife and the kid and uh you know like i like and so it was believable i could believe somebody would get to that you know be willing <laughs> to sort of risk that much uh, yeah, and, if the wife know. wife had stuck around, there's no way he would have pushed things that yeah. far. But uh, but yeah, he just yeah, it really. Uh, and I mean, and it's not. I, I was kind of glad they didn't uh, belabor any peril with the wife and kid too, because at one point I was thinking late in the movie, I'm like, oh, the guys that the guys that uh, Peter Boyle's character is getting his drugs from are on the space station and the wife and kids are on the space station. Yeah. Are they going to, are they going to do something with that? But no, nah, they, they did. Yeah. I, I, I was, was like, okay, the wife that. and kids are going to blow up on their way home or something. And yeah, I, like, and they didn't do that. They also didn't have like uh, spoilers. I'm going to talk about the end, but I think it's important. He, yeah. he, he, he gets back with the wife. He, he, you know, she buys like what, what I like is the wife is not, she's not like in a lot of these movies, the wife will like leave. And like, that's it. Like, you know, like, yeah, like they might have had 20 or 30 years together. Doesn't matter. She's gone. And this felt more realistic. This was like how when 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 you see divorces in real life, this is how they seem to be. You know, it's not usually like a clean break like it is in the movies. And this felt like, okay, she left him, but then she left him a door and said, hey, I got three tickets. Why don't you just come home with us? Because the core issue was she didn't want to drag the son around to all these different posts that he has to go to. And yeah, so, he'd he'd never been on Earth, and he, as she said, he spent his entire life on crappy places like that. It's like he, I sympathized with the wife. It wasn't the oh, she left our hero kind of thing. It was like yeah, she's she's got a good point, but I could I could see why he didn't want to leave his job. It was a very yeah. a very complex, grounded issue for well, it to and, have in the background of the movie. And even their argument, it was very reasonable because again, usually in yeah. these movies, the significant other is going to be somebody that you don't like. They're going to, they're going to be berating the main character and telling <laughs> exactly. them how terrible work. And she was, she was not only making reasonable points, she was being very, she was making them in a very tender way to the, to him. And, and, yeah. and she wasn't trying to destroy him. She was, she was just conflicted by the, the situation they were in. So I, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was, it was all, all of the characters felt pretty believable to me. And, and I think, even like in the stuff involving like the the amphetamine uh, sort of plot that was going on, uh, like the Peter Boyle character, I bought that guy 
Like, like that was a totally viable uh, bad was, guy. And he, yeah. And he wasn't even that bad. Like, like if, if, if Sean Connery's character O'Neill had, had just been willing to work with him, things would have been fine. Like the guy would have let a lot of stuff go. It wasn't, uh-huh. like, you know, again, in a lot of movies, the bad guy's going to get you no matter what you do. But in this yeah. one, the bad guy went after him because Sean Connery made choices that turned the bad guy against him. Um, he gave him, gave him every chance. Oh, I see your hero act. You want a bigger cut. Yeah. You want a big payoff. No problem. I'm happy to work with you. <laughs> and, uh, and it's and it was interesting. The other thing about the movie too is it's interesting because it's a it's a it's a moral situation where really, I mean, it's a su- Sean Connery's character is taking a suicidal position. Like this is yeah, uh, you know, he wants to be the good guy, but in the universe he lives in, being the good guy, you you die because the the corporation controls the mine. The corporation is happy making you know like like this. It's pretty clear this this conspiracy goes all the way up to who who knows who and uh-huh. and you know to the point that they're able to send a bunch of hitmen after him and and so you know it, you know he 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 survives by you know almost by sheer luck by the end of it but but again it's it's it's, it's an interesting kind of movie i was there's another movie I, I saw the other day called um uh what price honesty and I'll, I'll talk about that in another podcast but it gets into similar thematic territory and i feel like it's 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 interesting because in a film like this, you're sort of forced to ask yourself, what would I do in that situation? And most movies yeah. make it very easy to join the hero on his quest for heroics. Do you know what I mean? Like it's usually like yeah. it's not that like oh yeah, I would clearly do what Sean Connery in this movie. <laughs> I, I I at a lot of points, if you're honest with yourself, I think you would probably no. not be happy with the with the the true answer because I don't think most people would would go to the extent that he did uh, being a hero. Um, and so it makes the character even more, I don't know, more impressive by the end. I think it's a, um, because yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting because it is, I mean, it's heroic, but it's also kind of crazy at the same time. Yeah. I had mixed feelings like in the middle of the movie, this point I'm going, man, you're just, you're just being nuts. Yeah. This isn't, this is, this is barely even heroism at this point. <laughs> well, because you're thinking like, well, like say you succeed, they're just going to replace you with someone like somebody else. Yeah. They're going to, you know, you're not going to be the, the marshal next time. You know, like, it's just, it, you know, it's cause I mean, the, it was an interesting plot. Cause the idea is they're using these amphetamines that were like, I guess they were recently made uh, and the military had tested them. And what they had found was it, it made people psychotic after like 12 months which I yeah. really liked because it wasn't like this thing that made you instantly psychotic and not everybody well, had a, had the same kind of breakdown. But as you can imagine in that environment, psychotic breakdowns are like the worst thing <laughs> that you like, you know, you have people that are just exposing themselves to the, to, 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 to the, uh, vacuum, the vacuum, <laughs> um, a lot of, a lot of explosive decompression in this. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have people making really questionable choices in these psychotic states. Uh, but I don't know. It was, but but it was a. But the the reason they're doing it is because it's increasing productivity. And I think. Yeah. And and they we even know the numbers of 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 of, of dead each month as a result of this. It, she she the when he's talking to the doctor, he says like, oh, you've had like sixty seven fatalities or something, you know, in the past six months. And and then she's like, yeah, but you know. And then I think he asked what it was in the six months before that. And it was like fifty something. And then she's like, yeah, but do you want to know what it was the six months prior to that? And and it was like two, so so it's a massive, massive increase in fatalities, but not not something they can't weather over the long haul if they're willing to do it. Do you know what I mean? It's a Just keep ship. Well, the thing, is, the thing I liked is that they have a one year term on there. People ship out there for a year to work, you know, work there, and they go back, which means they're 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 playing the odds. It's like this amphetamine's going to drive you crazy after about a year. So it's like, hey, most of the time the person's going to go crazy after they leave my station. It's yeah. not going to be my problem, you yeah. know. So yeah, and we don't know what the actual numbers are in terms of how many people go crazy from using it um you know yeah but uh and how many people and how many people like end up killing themselves or something like you know 13 months later once they left the station (laughs) but it's more like um but again the the catastrophic stuff that is resulting is all happening it's sort of like it's like creating like a long-term social issue when they get back Mm -hmm. to earth it's sort of like an agent orange type situation it's not it's not like a um 
uh, it's not something, or like a PTSD type thing. It's 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 not alien or Leviathan level catastrophe. And uh, but it but it but they're still making good use of that environment because one of the things I was asking, I was like, you know what, this plot could be set in Los Angeles or in you know anywhere. Yeah. It's not. It's not something that couldn't happen on Earth. I like that about you know, the plot. You know, to go with something more recent to the time the movie was made, it's like it's like soldiers coming back from the Vietnam War being addicted to heroin. That's yeah. What it's like. yeah. And yeah, it's that. It's that sort of thing. And and so, uh, but but what I was asking myself is, is, well, okay, why does this movie need to be in space then? And yeah. and is it adding anything? And and what I decided, at least on my first viewing, was it was absolutely necessary because what they were trying to do was create that sense of isolation that the Sean yeah. Connery character had. And you can't do that in the modern world without, you know, taking, you know, setting somebody to the North pole or, or, you know, advancing the timeline a few years and sending them to Jupiter. Um, so, or actually IO, IO, um, IO. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, uh, I, I liked, uh, I liked to the opening, the opening text on the screen where they lay out the fact, you know, that it's like 70 hours travel from the space station to IO. And, you know, there's a weekly shuttle. It kind of, it kind of sets all that stuff to give you the feeling of isolation and of course that, and then later you get that that countdown when the when the when the hitmen are being sent. Mm-hmm. He knows the hitmen are being sent, and he knows they've got like seventy hours before the next shuttle arrives. And it it just it just gives this preparation time yeah. and tension before they actually get there. No, that's one of the reasons why I really want to watch this again because I know that those little details are going to really jump out at me when I watch it uh, for a second time and. And 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 uh, and understand that because I because when that flashed across the screen I was like that seems important but I don't know why yet and yeah <laughs> and, uh, and so I you know this is a movie I'm really looking forward to watching this one again um, I I'm in a way I'm glad I never saw it before because you know like I've, I I I I can never recapture the magic of those first few viewings of 2001 um, <laughs> but I feel like I have a movie like that that I can I can enjoy for at least the first few viewings. Um, and then maybe I'll break it out every once in a while, but yeah. Uh, the, and, uh, I guess also we should probably talk about, uh, some of the characters and the, the actors involved. I mean, obviously Sean Connery, yeah. um, I, you know, growing up in the eighties, this is a very comfortable terrain for Sean Connery to be occupied. <laughs> I think yeah, I thought he worked really well in the role. Uh, uh-huh. I felt nostalgic for a lot of the, the roles I had seen him in. Uh, I know I, this felt like a lot of other Sean Connery movies in a lot of ways. Um, but I also thought that this was a, a, again, like a more genuine character. It was, he was really giving a good performance in yeah. this movie. He, he had, a, he had his heart into this role. Cause some, you know, I mean, Sean Connery movies and varies. There's, there's very, he, he's, there's very amount of effort that goes into yeah. some, you know, other rather than others. But yeah, he, he cared what he was making this movie, and it pays and, off. And he didn't have to, because it's a space movie. And I mean, let's be honest: a lot of time, actors don't feel like they have to care about a space movie, especially yeah. an actor like Sean. Like Sean Connery is the kind of actor you think, you know, he he might just think I'm in a stupid space movie. I'm not, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And 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 in this, and in this one, like like the scene when he's talking to his son, I was I, that was like a very believable scene. Or you know, yeah, you know, and it and and again, it was sort of Sean Connery. Uh, you know, when, when Sean Connery, you know, Sean Connery is kind of a man's man. And so when he, when he shows that amount of vulnerability in a character, it's effective. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I thought that that was, that was interesting. But the, for me, the standout in this movie is Peter Boyle. Um, Peter, Peter, like he's, is totally believable. He, um, I mean, you've met this guy. Like everybody's met this guy at their job or some like he's somebody who like he he's 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 achieved like a, like a lot of success and wealth. But you feel like like it's it's maybe not by uh, not because he's talented. Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it, you know, because he looks like a slob. The guy does not like, he, you know, he like they really highlight how slovenly he is as a as yeah. a person. And and, uh, and unkempt, and he plays golf all day on his on his. Uh, you know, he's got it's that, his Wii. Yeah, yeah, he's got his, <laughs> he's got his Nintendo Wii. And the, uh, uh, though, yeah. I, I, though I think that was there were video games like that. He's playing. Um, 
Oh, yeah. It's it's a golf ball. Like he he hits a golf ball into a screen, and then the screen projects where the golf ball goes. And I seem to recall those being something like that being a thing, though maybe maybe I'm just misremembering. No, there there were things like that. You see them like in the arcades sometimes. Mm-hmm. Those kind of like booth things with the golf, which I I never played one. I was uh, those those were, but I remember them existing. In fact, I'll say the only thing that really doesn't hold up in terms of effects in this movie for me was that the golf felt kind of like something from the 80s or the 90s. And the 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 keyboards yeah. and the computers felt very old-fashioned, but that's sort of yeah. to be I, I like that aesthetic anyway. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's anachronistic, but I love that kind of well, anachronism. You instantly, <laughs> you instantly remember typing on those those really sort of thick keyboard keys and the you know the the the, the sounds they make are just they're, they're different from modern keyboards and um, yeah i i have a mechanical keyboard on my computer here because i like that that's okay. just i i <laughs> i okay, still so, use that kind of keyboard <laughs> all right so you don't, i don't need to i don't need to sell you on this idea um no. but uh but yeah but I, I thought i thought he was a great villain and i love that he he's not like concealing you know, like right from the beginning, he pretty much declares himself the villain of the movie. Like, you know, it's either him or the sergeant. And then and then the rest of the movie, you're sort of waiting to find out who the mole is. And it's either the doctor or the new sergeant. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's never it's never they're never like really pulling the wool over your eyes or acting like they've they've uh, they've deceived you. You you, you know, you, you, you they're sort of like you have two options and and, yeah. you know. Uh, who do you think it is? And so, well, and I like I like that they crack the whole mystery of the amphetamine thing very early in the movie too. Like a lot of movies would have been like, oh, the mystery of this drug just gets brought out like three quarters of the way through the movie. But I think it's like you're you're maybe a third of the way into the movie when the doctor kind of goes, oh yeah, it's the synthetic amphetamine, and from there on. It all becomes character drama. Like the rest of the movie is just what choices is he gonna make? They don't, they they don't they don't try and make the whole drug plot line into a huge mystery. It's just about what are people gonna do? Well, <laughs> and what's good about it too is like a lot of movies will have five or six potential characters that you have to sort of worry about being the bad guy or being you know what I mean. You have to sort of like say, yeah. who is it? And the downside of having five or six guys is you cannot get too deep into the characters they all sort of have to be fairly rough sketch uh you know veneers of people and it's it's never there's nothing to unravel but here you had this so like in the later portion of the movie you had the uh the doctor i think her name was lazarus which right away you Mm -hmm. you know it's sort of like you know it kind of gets your uh it kind of gets your uh your (laughs) antennae up like maybe i should keep an eye on this person and they also had the, 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 the new sergeant, Sergeant Ballard. Um, those are the two people that you know that there's somebody on the inside who's going to be helping the bad guy to, to kill O'Neill. Uh, but yeah. you don't know who it is. And both of them are giving you enough reasons to, to think it might be them, but enough reasons to think it might not be them. And they're also fleshed out enough, especially the doctor, that you 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 feel like you can sort of maybe un- almost understand their motivations. Like... Like mm-hmm. I like I I found it very fun to sort of wonder. Okay, is she really being sincere to him right now, or is she is she just playing a long game where she's where she's gonna you know she's just gonna stab him in the back or something or or put poison on him when she when she tries to you know uh, stitch up his wound. Like what's the you know? And they I think they even played into that a little bit because he kept kind of rubbing his arm and he looked a little bit woozy. Then I was like, well, is he woozy because of the fall or is he woozy because? you know, she put poison on him when she stopped the bleeding. And, and, you, <laughs> and so, you know, it was, the, the, they got a lot of good character development that, that really uh, added to the tension. And, uh, and also kind of made you say like, Oh no, please don't be this character. I want this character to be like a, a good guy for, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I wasn't actually suspicious of the doctor. I have to admit, I was, I, I don't know. I just kind of figured she was what she was. I mean, she just didn't mm-hmm. seem, she didn't see, you know, she she had her doctor's position and she just seemed kind of isolated enough from the the infrastructure of the station that it didn't really feel like she had a stake in the whole. I mean, she gave herself a stake by getting involved. But, but that's what made I, me suspicious is that she shows okay. up. And, do you know what I mean? And, yeah, and like yeah also, her showing up was suspicious now you mentioned it. But also like he's like, I've got somebody on the like he tells you, I've got somebody on the inside that'll make sure it happens. 
And then I and then I'm thinking like, okay, the yeah. only, there's only two people, unless like it's gonna be a no name person, like a guy in the background that you know, yeah, ooh. Uh, but it's either her or the sergeant. Those are the only two people it could be. And and so the the sergeant just you know I I think because he was newer, it I was like, well, the big surprise would be if it's that doctor. And then I was thinking about it, and I'm like, well, she's grumpy enough and like unpleasant enough that they could turn her into a villain really quickly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like on a dime, she could become the bad guy. And then she had the whole scene in the racquetball court where she's like, hey, do you want to go get drunk? And like, you know, it's like, that's probably the worst thing he could do as he's, you know, waiting he had for 20, He had 20 hours at that point, plenty of time to recover. He had 20 hours, but I mean, again, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it, we're talking like a life and death scenario where you like, where he, he probably wants every drop of alcohol out of Connery. his system. He can handle his alcohol. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> no i i agree I, I i was thinking it wasn't the wisest choice but this move this movie is not about making wise choices no no it's not it's not and it was a believable decision on the sean connery character's part but what's not believable is that a doctor would encourage it um, no that, I, I i took that as her because I mean, that's how do you think she ended up out there no you that's know? that's that's reasonable but what i was i was thinking oh they've you know, she's the she's the plant. She's the one that's like and, and and it makes sense because she's obviously a capable doctor. There must be something nefarious going on with this woman that would have resulted in her being here. Alcoholism. Beyond, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, 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 that that does explain it. But but I thought it could have been something, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's a reasonable suspicion as the movie moves forward. My my question, you know, because I watched this in the early 80s and I. I, you know, I, I had memories of the setting. I had memories of the uh, explosive decompression at the beginning, but I, uh, I didn't remember any of the plot details. And so I, I didn't know how it was going to wrap up at the end. And, uh, yeah, and Ballard, the uh, sergeant, who's played by Clark Peters from The Wire, actually. But, uh, so he's, he uh, was good. So, the, the guy that played yeah. the sergeant was really good, and he was an interesting character because— Well, the, the new sergeant I'm referring to, too, by the way, not the uh, first sergeant. But, oh the um oh okay okay um, but so yeah the, the first who sergeant the, who had played a the first role. sergeant uh James Sicking I I think that might maybe butchering the pronunciation of his last I name I feel like I've seen him in a lot of movies was he on like Doogie Howser or something I don't know he was I never he was the Doogie. dad on Doogie Howser that's where I recognize <laughs> okay him. I um, never watched that so that's why you I don't, don't you don't that. know what you're missing uh, yeah <laughs> hey, but, uh, uh, but, um, but yeah, he, he was very familiar to me, even though I hadn't watched that. He's probably, probably one of those things where I've seen him in a million small parts in uh, in other movies. And the, he's got, yeah, he's in a, a lot of things. The be the beard's really obscure stuff. But the other sergeant was really good, too. Like, again, he was he comes in later in the movie, so he's he doesn't get as sketched out as much as the other guys. But um, but I, I found... So so he so he so in the end he ends up being the guy that is on the inside. But what I found interesting was he has this moment where uh, where O'Neill asks him like you know who can I trust and like he's like yeah. well you know they don't want to die and then he's like well what about you and <laughs> you know in a normal movie the guy that's the plant is going to be like oh yeah I'm a hundred percent behind you do you know what I mean but yeah he he was a smart plant he was like oh well if I do that you know I you know he he basically. He basically got Sean Connery to trust him by showing that he wasn't on his side 100 percent, that he was just motivated yeah. by, you know, uh, you know, what everybody else is motivated by self-preservation. And so uh, yeah. I thought that was a clever Keeping my head down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like that out the movie, too. It's like, it, you know, I mean, pretty much everyone's motivation aside from aside from Sean Connery is just. And ultimately, the doctor is just. I just want to get through the day. That's yeah. really all I want. That's it. I just want to. I just want to collect my paycheck and still be around tomorrow. That's yeah. all I want. <laughs> yeah. Even the Peter Boyle character, he just wants to be playing golf in that office. He doesn't want to be dealing with like you know. He just wants this problem to you know whatever it takes. He'll try to make Sean Connery happy. Um, yeah. And uh, well, I like I like the way the movie, you know, about two thirds of the way through creates the situation where his boss is like, look, if this doesn't work out, the next hitmen are coming for you, which meant that it it wasn't a case where the villains at the top and the uh, 
you know, he's trying to, you know, he's in this position of power until the final thing where the hero takes him out. It's like they're both in huge peril at the end there. You know, it's it's a stressful situation for both of them. Yeah, and, and there is no, there is no, like, Sean Connery doesn't fix anything by doing what no. he does. The, I mean, you know, we can assume the Peter Boyle character gets killed and then a new manager takes his place and they're still going to be having amphetamines on the ship. Sean Connery's not there to stop him. You know, he, yeah, he, him leaving at the end. It's, it's nice that he went back to his family and all, but all, well, you're, you're basically going, I'm not going to make sure this mess gets cleaned up. I've, 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 I've made my heroic stand. I proved something to myself. I'm going to go home now. <laughs> but that's all it's about. It's not, you know, yeah. uh, uh, you know, again, you know, he's because I think even Sean Connery realizes he's not going to stop this. Like, unless he like can, can find the men that the guy is dealing with like what is he gonna do you know what i mean he's not he's not gonna yeah. ninja his way into the uh into the upper echelons of this corporation and start taking people out so yeah it's you know, not a schwarzenegger movie yeah. but yeah. uh <laughs> so so yeah so i think i think his op so the only thing he can do is he can he can get the the current bad guy that's about the the best he can hope for but but end result nothing changes in fact Arguably, uh, more people are harmed by the, the heroics than uh, uh, than if you just left. Um, yeah, well, yeah. My 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 suspense. Like I said, I wasn't suspicious of the doctor like you were. My suspense near the end was I was wondering, okay, it's clearly going to be the sergeant, but is it going to be a case of the sergeant? backstabs him at the end or is it going to be one of those cases where the sergeant's in a position to backstab but he decides he's going to become a good guy at the last moment that was like my uh my suspicion but yeah once once there was the scene with with uh the the, the second sergeant and the uh and the doctor and he's like oh where, where do you think he is and she's like oh by the greenhouse i'm like okay he's just gonna be a bad guy that's it <laughs> but but yeah, so I don't know. I I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a fun movie. I, I and it, it was a and it, and it created a, an interesting world. I like the uh, I like the environment they 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 manufactured here. the The way that the place was set up was was uh, was distinct looking. Uh, yeah. It was it was familiar. Like if you've seen a lot of these kind of movies in tin can and space films, uh, it's it's reminiscent of them. But they, some of the stuff was pretty interesting, like the the barracks situation. Where yeah, it was like they everybody lived in like they were kind of like cages, but they made sense because we know that they're using recycled sort of v ventilation systems that are that are not recycled, but like it's it's kind of like an airplane type uh, ventilation system is what I got out of it. And and they you know you can't have people in individual sealed off cubbies because the air isn't going to flow. And so I was yeah. imagining, oh, that's gonna be great for the airflow on this place, like because it's all it's all just like <laughs> mesh, and so the air can just penetrate into everybody. You know, obviously stuff can fall on you from people above you. That would be horrible. <laughs> but you're gonna be getting plenty of fresh air. Uh, so even yeah. even even their privacy blinds, when you look at them, they have they're like they're they're porous, so it looks like air can get through. And I I feel like that was intentional. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's a not notable thing is like, you know, being a teenager in the 80s, so many, so many low budget science fiction movies had these industrial settings. And it's like I got so tired of scenes that looked like they were in warehouses or factories or had this industrial feel. But this this is like really nicely constructed sets. And it is it is an industrial setting, but it felt really compelling in a way that most movies in the 80s utterly failed at when they were for kind of an industrial setting yeah i mean it felt it felt just lived in enough it felt exact like so a lot of times the grime is too heavy or too there's not enough of it and yeah and 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 it and the places don't look like real places that you've ever seen you know it's yeah. like who thought of this design but this felt like i mean you know you any any time you've been sort of herded into a building for any kind of reason where things are happening and people are working or going to school or whatever. It just had that kind of a, you know, it, it was a very sort of functional environment that felt like, yeah, somebody would make this for this purpose. And, and I just thought that the, uh, uh, you know, the, the grime level was exactly like it looked exactly 
like uh, like I would expect it to look if it were a real place in the real world. Like the 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 the, the suits that everybody was wearing, they weren't too dirty, but they weren't too clean either. And the the yeah. equipment was 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 tarnished, but it wasn't like ridiculous. Uh, yeah, you know? the, the, the the costumes were were worn. They were like they it's not it's like they, yeah they weren't. It's not like everyone was walking around with filth on them, but they looked like they'd been working in these outfits. You yeah, know? It, yeah. It's yeah I. I I mean, I, I think the budget had to have been decent on this movie, not knowing what it was, just because a lot of care went into the sets and the direction on this. And I mean, it, it is a very nice looking movie. It's very polished. So it, it was an eight million dollar uh, budget, it says, which was on, pretty on good for the time. Yeah, I'm saying that's I don't know for the time that was a, I mean, that eight million was a lot more back then. For oh, no, one eight, 18 million. 18 million. Oh, yeah, that's a very good budget. But you want to know how much it made? According to Wikipedia again. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I I know this movie wasn't a huge success. uh, $17,374,595. Or or $20,000. Or uh, uh, $20,000,000. Um, yeah, and it's a shame because it's the one the one post aliens movie that took that kind of compelling setting idea and ran with it, and it, and it bombed. And it's like you know, I I kind of wish there was a world where this had been at least a moderate success and we'd gotten more movies like this. But. I mean, I don't know what the reason was. I know that it got mixed reviews, so maybe that was part of it. But uh, I, I have to wonder if the title might have been an influence because. It's 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 an easy title to overlook. Like when you when you hmm. and and I kept changing the title after you told me about it in my own head. I kept calling it Outlander, probably because of Highlander. Um, well, yeah. There's also Outlander, the uh, book series, which is a current very popular TV series on cable now. So I was, I I've been bracing myself because I hear people talk about Outlander all the time. I've been bracing myself for this podcast, going, don't call it Outlander because that's it's in your head all the time. But. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the, I mean, I was too young to really be conscious of it. I, I didn't, I don't even remember it being in the theaters. I saw it when it, uh, when it, when it was on HBO and I, uh, I, you know, I, it, it, it's a movie that, you know, I was young enough that I, I wouldn't say I loved it at the time, but it really stuck with me. Cause I mean, it was, it was kind of slow for my tastes at being, you know, about 10 years old, but I I found it really compelling, and a lot of the imagery from this movie has stuck with me all these years later. Well, the look, I'm looking at the poster for it now, and um, I think I think that uh, if that was the marketing, I can sort of see how it might not a uh, like that's not I would not assume that that is the you know for the movie that we were we just watched. Um, yeah, that's that's not a. Uh... Like I wouldn't see that on a shelf and be like, I have to see that movie necessarily. It's the kind of movie I would only see if somebody said, "Hey, that's a good movie." Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, actually, are you looking at the one that's him holding the shotgun? Yeah, or, the one of yeah. him holding the shotgun. Here's here's. I don't think that's the actual poster. I think that's like the vi- videotape cover. Oh, okay. I think, I think I I think the poster is let's see now we're now doing visual stuff that nobody can see maybe we should link we should, this well, in, we yeah. should describe it um, yeah but there's one of them in a spacesuit here let me uh, give you a link here and we can uh, let's see the image address yeah because the 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 image uh, that you know that, that I'm looking at now is just him holding a shotgun with a lot of shadow around him and yeah. And the there's no indication that it's cool. a science fiction movie except for the glow and the, the logo. Oh, I see. Yeah, maybe, I mean... Okay. Yeah, so the it's other not... one you're sending me looks much more, uh, much more <laughs> like a space movie. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you know, who knows why it didn't do well. I'm sure, I'm sure, that, uh, I'm sure that there's uh, plenty of reasons. But... Honestly, I'm sure a lot of people find it boring. I, I mean, it's sad but true. I mean, I found it really engaging, but I can see a lot of people going, "This movie's so slow. Why are there no aliens in it?" Well, that's and true. I think the thing are... I liked about it was how slow it was. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I mean, it, it gave you a good enough setting. You could just drink it in during the. Uh, I mean, it, it was, it was just very engaging. I liked the police work in it. Felt pretty plausible, and yeah, I. I don't know. I, I it's one of those movies. I I get people not liking it. It's just the way people are. They want more action in their movies a lot of the time. 
and, and this it, is a very old style action climax. It's not it's it's not the kind of climax you would tend to get these days. And even back then, yeah. it was probably pretty old fashioned the way it was done. So, yeah. But uh, I don't. To me, it felt like the ending of like a Clint Eastwood movie or something, or like a um, I don't know. It just it just it was it was a lot of people sort of crawling around, moving, trying to get into position to hurt each other in some way. And, and yeah. Uh, and and so and they were kind of moving in real time. But the thing I liked about that scene was how well it was shot too. Like there were there were these magnificent reds and greens. Uh, like mm-hmm. as he's going through the different sections of, uh, you know, it's all like, you know, I think I think at one point he's at a greenhouse and it just looked really spectacular. And you know the 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 aesthetics of that of the of the final shots, uh, were were quite good. Even though it, you know, normally I feel like that sort of action would have been happening in sort of like slick pavement type. Uh, settings, sort of like in an urban yeah. environment. Um, yeah, and the doctor going around sealing the doors too. That was pretty tense because I'm like, man, if there's any character they're going to be willing to kill off, it's, it's going to be her. <laughs> unless was, she's the inside very, mole, you know. Unless she's yeah, a, oh exactly. But, uh, but I, I, I had faith in her. I believed in her. I, I'm not as cynical as you, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Well, I was but, just yeah. trying to think who can they pull, like who's, you know, you kind of look for the obvious choice, like who. Oh, yeah, who, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not, yeah, I just, my, my, I don't know, for whatever reason, I, I, I just didn't, uh, didn't suspect her. I would have been shocked if they'd, uh, they pulled that reveal. So, but, so yeah, so we're coming up on the, on the 45 minute mark. So I'm going to end it here, unless you have anything you wanted to add to the, uh, to the, to the discussion or uh i think i've said all my uh all, all my major points here yeah i feel satisfied and so uh so again the movie is outland it's a 1981 science fiction movie i think it's british right it was made in is this was this an english production was this uh was i have no Kingdom. idea i did no uh no real research on the I, production of this before everybody pretty much has an american accent i think in the movie but but uh, but I think it is a UK production. And, the uh, Lad Company made it. Let's see. And Peter Hyams made it, who also made 2010, which is probably why I was drawing those 2001 comparisons. Um, but uh, but again, I, I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it, I think if you if you like sort of the sort of I don't know the sort of gritty, dark 80s science fiction, you might enjoy this one. Um, I think it holds up over the years. It is a bit slow paced. We should warn people. This is not, you know, you're not going to break your neck watching this movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but if you don't mind sort of just sinking into a film and enjoying it at its own pace, I think, I think it's a a good, this is definitely a movie I'm going to like bring up to my dad. He, he likes movies like this and I think that it'd be a, a good one to watch with him. So I'm intending to watch it again and, and, uh, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. And we'll be back on. We don't know if we're going to be back on on Sunday or Wednesday, depending on what our schedules are. But we're going to start doing the Return of Condor Heroes 2006 television series. And for, again, I know that folks that are listening to the Outland episode and the Babylon 5 episodes, they might not know what that is. So it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a Wuxia uh, novel written by Louis Cha. And it's it's a really significant one. It's it's one it's one of these ones that like everybody uh in in uh in china you know knows it's 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 sort of you know it's constantly made into tv shows and and movies and uh you know the the books are are outstanding and it's the second part in a in a trilogy and and the the it's it's where the idea of the one-armed swordsman character uh originates from from the uh uh the 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 uh the night the the shaw brothers classic film uh by chang che so it's a it's a it's a it's a it's an important story and we're going to do the 2006 version because i i happen to like this version but also the actress in that one was hired to play mulan uh by disney which is not a choice without controversy i will say um you know she is not universally praised for her acting but uh i think as Zhao long knew she does a very good job and it's uh and i think it's i think it's a good version of of the story uh so we'll we'll be on either sunday or wednesday to talk about that and this Friday we're going to do Yes, Madam, which is a uh, uh, an '80s action movie starring uh, Michelle Yeoh, 
and I, I'm sure we have other stuff lined up, but there's so much that I just can't even remember. So, uh, so we'll be back on, and we will talk to you later.